Day Dinner, the weekly sparkly burlesque podcast about three black showgirls living, loving, and training in San Diego from an unapologetically black femme perspective. I am Butter Love, California's chocolate butter babe. I am Sepia Jewel, the seductress of slang. And I am Twerlisha Divine, the black gold goddess. Thank you all so much for accepting our invitation to dine and dish with us. Now, grab a plate and have a seat at the table because you're about to get served. Good things come to those who hustle. Anais Nin. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Showgirl Sunday Dinner. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> love company. Yes, we do. Our special guest at our dinner table yes. is the gorgeous Ginger and Whiskey! <laughs> we know you guys are excited about her here. I mean, Ooh. we're excited. Yes. Ask her all the questions. All the questions. <laughs> um, we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, Ginger is one half of Whiskey and Fuego Productions. Her partner, Eva Mae Garnett. And her have a monthly show at Sycamore Den the last Thursday of the month called Burlesque Boogie Nights. So please, if you are in the San Diego area, make sure you check them out. She is also an instructor at Glitter Tribe Studios. So get in her class. It's a master class that happens every Saturday mm-hmm. because she is a master. Yeah. Yeah. So come to Bump and Grind and get your get your life. Gender is also a master at private lessons. Mm-hmm. If you are working yes. on a number and you are stuck, if you need help, if you just need a little love <laughs> to get you through... Uh, please hit her up for private lessons. We will make sure that we have her contact information in the show notes for you. So if you're looking for someone to help nurture you through your next act, this is definitely the person that you want to speak to. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Excited to be here. Can't see it, but I'm over here drinking rosé on yes. a Friday. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Sparkling shine shirt, you guys. Yes. So I'm wearing it today. Ross! <laughs> no, it's not Ross. It's Ross Dress for Less. You have to sit on it. My sparkling shine this week goes out to Bonfire Radio. Bonfire Radio is an interactive live stream network providing a unique blend of entertainment and valuable information for its listeners. They believe that radio should be a fruitful relationship between listeners and hosts. Their programming represents the diverse tastes of their audience. They don't promote boundaries or divisions within their programming by limiting themselves to genres. So the reason I started listening to Bonfire Radio, um, I'm a huge fan of the Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, as you all know, and they record at Bonfire Radio Studios. So then I started listening to other shows that they have. And my favorite um, outside of Tea with Queen and Jay is TK in the AM. And that is a radio show that comes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's TK, or Tasty Quiche, (laughs) and Uncle Conscious. They're fabulous. If you want a way to get your news that's going to make you not want to rip your hair out, Mm. or a way to get your news that makes you feel like you're not insane, then I would suggest clicking on over to Bonfire Radio and listening to TK in the AM. They cover all of the hot topics that are going on in the news, and like actual news, not like celebrity news, because the Mm -hmm. Kardashians are not news. Um, 
So, um, yeah, if you're looking for a really great space to get your news from, I would check out Bonfire Radio, TK and the AM. And, of course, always, you know, I stand out for tea with Queen and Jay. So, we love you, Bonfire Radio. Yay! Okay, I will do mine. My Sparkle and Shine is my friend of over 25 years, Steve Love. And if I don't say Soul Train, when he hears it, he's going to be mad. Um, but I met Steve like 25 years ago on Halloween. Halloween's like my second favorite holiday. I was a Girl Scout with Girl Scout condoms and stuff. Oh, and so we've been friends ever since. Where did you find Girl Scout condoms? Well, no, I just made it. I made oh. the bag and I put, girl, I put condoms in it and I put a condom on the back. Oh, so cute. instead of Girl Scout cookies, Girl Scout condoms because I had my name on my but too, oh. so I would show people. Mm. But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> you've been on this for a long time. No, Steve and I became like really good friends. We danced together in this dance company, and he took me up to because he would always be on Soul Train. He took me to Soul Train <laughs> a bunch of times. We would always have these D DYI projects. One time. I bought this hammock from um, Rite Aid, mm. and it was like a tan color. I didn't want that color. I wanted it like black or bronze. So he's like, we'll just go and get paint. So we spray painted it and stuff. Then we spray painted some other chairs. When I moved into my house, he helped me paint my whole entire house. Wow. He was had beer but he helped me paint it and <laughs> he's been the same with my burlesque and he'll come to all the shows he always comes to Sycamore Den to burlesque boogie nights and so my sparkling shine is my DYI soul train drink making that's a whole nother story <laughs> um, friend Steve Love Yes, Steve. Steve. Steve with two awesome. E's. Yes. Yep, with two E's. Yep. Yes. <laughs> so my sparkling shine is to Twerlisha Divine and Sepia Jewel. Yes, yeah, it's us. We in here. Beautiful <laughs> women. They're like my sister. They are my sisters. And so, like I said, um, this sparkling shine is long overdue. And now I'm all of a sudden speechless. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I, I appreciate them. They're great women. They're great mentors. They're great just individuals. And I'm grateful for everything they have instilled in my life. So they are my sparkle and shine today. And forevermore. Yay! <laughs> My sparkle and shine is my other half, Eva May Garnett. Um, We've been friends for a very long time. Uh, I would say probably about seven years now. Um, Bonded over weed smoking and crafting. (laughs) (laughs) Burlesque act and realized that we were essentially the same, but also individuals in a lot of different ways. But as far as like humor and strangeness and how we handle life, we're very similar. So we bonded really quickly. We've been close ever since, and I'm super happy to have Whiskey and Fuego with her now. This, yeah. No one works harder than she does. She's the ultimate multitasker between mommying, working full-time, making incredible costumes for her and those that she 
around her that she loves and creating amazing acts and all of her beautiful graphic design and she's just more than a triple threat and Mm -hmm. also has a heart of gold so I couldn't be in this industry without her and I wouldn't have made it this long without her and I'm happy that she's my burlesque soulmate yeah burlesque soulmate I like that that's real I like that that's beautiful wifey status yeah Yeah. (laughs) also another great mentor y'all travel in packs (laughs) right we just had we need to talk about supporting your community whatever your community is that can be going to the show even say say something comes up you plan on going to the show you can't go donate a ticket to somebody donate your time to help someone even if it's just your friend that's in the the burlesque community we need to support our community more because when you, you know, support people, then you get all that back in return. Yes. So the sepia slay inspiration is supporting your community is slaylicious. Mm. Yes. yes, I like that. Slaylicious. <laughs> Body roll. <laughs> <laughs> Charismatism Tea Company. Charismatism Tea Company is founded by a woman named Janice. You may remember her as Mrs. Anderson on the series Cheers, Mm. or not, depending on how old you are. (laughs) So she made this amazing tea that is an adaptogenic tea. It helps your body kind of combat illness, immune issues, and stress. It's called Zana 13 Adaptogenic Tea. And uh, she's a cancer survivor who was kind of told that there was nothing else the doctors could do for her. Mm-hmm. And so she started experimenting with different herbs and things of that nature. And she came up with this tea. And there are a ton of folks who take it. Athletes uh, are her number one customers. She also has a, a store in Ocean Beach called Mozana Beads and Stones. And I get all of my crystals from there. Um, so if you're someone who's into crystals, I would definitely go and check her out. It's at 4918 Voltaire Street in San Diego. She gives you amazing prices on all of the stuff that she has. She has every crystal mineral stone that you can think of. It is a tiny store, okay. but she got you, okay? okay? Like I've gone in there and been like, do you have X, Y? Right there. Okay. So my favorite crystal of all time, my apophyllite, I got from her. And she is just a wonderful person. She's sassy <laughs> and she's a fighter. Like she was told that there was nothing else anyone could do for her. They basically told her to go home and wait to cross over. And she mm. was like, um, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh-uh. <laughs> so um, I really am just a huge fan of hers and of her tea and of her store. So she's our burly biz of the week. I know she's not necessarily a burly person, but I feel like, when you take care of yourself spiritually, yeah. mm-hmm. then you become a better performer. Yeah. <laughs> Shout outs to Rosanna Beads and Charismatism Tea Company. And what's interesting, now I think about it, it kind of ties into your inspiration because you're supporting your community. You're supporting mm-hmm. local. 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're doing the right thing. Yeah, I won't, buy, <laughs> I won't buy crystals or stones from anyone else besides him. Because it's just energetic, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can order it from Amazon, but... Why would what, I do what, that? No, you what gotta pick your stone, yeah. right? Like yeah. that's a whole point when you go shopping for your stones. It's, yeah, it, it it calls you. You know, it takes you in. So. Right. So yeah, and she's just, I love her. She's just an awesome lady. So check her out. came out of because everyone knows I hate to rhinestone and <laughs> I had to I had to rhinestone these panties and I wanted this design that was like my bra and I couldn't find and they were black I couldn't find my chalk I couldn't find anything and everything has to be perfectly symmetrical and spaced for me so I had I had my stick pins so I put my pins in in the design I wanted and and I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, oh, I can see the design, how it's going to look. So I put the glue in between the pins because, hmm. and then I took the pins out and I, you know, I put the rhinestones on and I'm like, hey, that'll work. That's what a if bomb I, idea. And, and what yeah. if I did it with pins that had the, the pinhead was the same color as the rhinestones. I could see the color mm. and everything, but it was, it was easy for me because like I said, I don't like. Rhinestone, but for reason. some reason you're getting better at it as much yeah, you don't so, like it so I, I had to adapt to find something and, and it didn't take me that long yeah. because like I said I put that in whatever my pattern is and I could see how the pattern I could see if I needed to adjust it or whatever before I started putting the glue and the rhinestones riddle me this how did you lay out the panty like if you're pinning I put, it I put it on my pillow Okay. and I then I just started sticking the pins in, you know, in whatever kind of row mm-hmm. that I wanted, and and it worked, and I'm like, wow. So for those people that don't like that or they get frustrated when your lines aren't lining up, and <laughs> seriously, I think that's the best idea because mm-hmm. we've all rhinestone, and there's no one way to do it, right? But I feel like that's the most efficient because with the pins you can see it. Like I have yeah. yellow pins, so you could, mm-hmm. if you're working in the dark, you can see that, you know, yeah. all of that. So great mm-hmm. tip. Thank you. I just like my glue gun. <laughs> you know I got a troll. You know I got a troll. Listeners, do not glue gun your clothing, okay? I've actually done that before on my bra, and guess what I have to do? Go back and do yeah, it right. Don't, don't, don't look it's very, it's a very temporary fix. If you gotta do it, you gotta do it. But let that be a very temporary, very temporary. It ain't gonna last. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need to do something on hand sewing on another CPSOs. Okay. <laughs> I just got, I guess. <laughs> Starting to twitch me. Okay. Alright, so we have a bunch of emails that we want to read. Yay. But before we get to that, we want to make sure that we give a good old shout out to everyone that participated in our Showgirl Sensuality Challenge. We put up a post a few days ago asking for people to do three things. Play a piece of music that really kind of did something for them. Turn them on in, in whatever way. Because um, not everything's sexual right but yeah. some a piece of music that made you think a piece of music that made you feel peaceful i think of a piece of music that made you feel sensual and just to record yourself dancing to it freestyle no judgments no editing just freestyle to the music 
Then you were supposed to stand in the mirror and look at yourself naked for three to five minutes and write down three to five things that you are grateful for about your body. And then you're supposed to post those things and tag us at Showgirl Sunday Dinner. We got an amazing response. Our first person who posted a video was Smiley LaRose. Yes. yes. So she did Tell It Like It Is. The way she was moving, mm. she looked super free. Mm -hmm. She also did her body appreciation post. She posted a video. Riney Reckless also participated. Mm -hmm. She yes. did a song by, wasn't it Xander? I think so. Yeah. And that was yes. really hot. Yeah. I was like, you better grind, girl. Yes. Uh, <laughs> CP and I also participated, but we got some notes from people stating that they wanted to do it, but they didn't have time mm -hmm. this week. So we're going to go ahead and extend it for another week. So go ahead and continue to, to submit to that. We're thinking about doing a prize, hmm. maybe having a voting thing where people can vote on their favorite video and then we'll send a prize out if we get enough participants mm -hmm. so if you're interested in that please go ahead and, and do the exercise i know for me it made me look at myself in a different way and i really did just record the video and post it i didn't mm. edit it or anything and i didn't critique myself because i'm terrible about that so i'm trying to get better about just not being so hard on myself and letting go so that was part of my process was doing that and i thought i would share that process with everyone else so if if you're interested, please do it. If you have feedback or questions, hit us up on Instagram. And uh, yeah, we hope to see you in the challenge. I have a confession about mine. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, I did do video mine, and I was trying to not think doing mine. But I did edit it because at the end I fell. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Showgirl. <laughs> yeah. Show girl. yeah. <laughs> together from the fangirling okay yeah so she wrote us about our training for the stage episode and she said uh, I listen on my way to and from clients on Mondays of course taking dance classes or privates with someone who inspires you is always a good part of training but my must train is training for all of the possible disasters mm. <laughs> zipper getting stuck Love mishap, mm. shoe heel breaking, mm. music stopping mid-track, mm. and my favorite, falling. Mm. I work my axe with a few of these things going wrong so that it's second nature when it does. And trust me, it will happen. Mm. <laughs> and all of the above has happened to me. Love your podcast and what you ladies are doing. Keep it up. Much love, Simone Del Mar. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was, like, cool because, you know, you know I'm a person who loves... <laughs> To be prepared for disasters mm -hmm. and i never thought to like train to to be prepared for those things going wrong because mm -hmm. those things do happen yeah. Yeah. you know so i mean i think that's a good idea because last night all the stuff yeah. the technical difficulties at sycamore den mm -hmm. and if you don't think about that that can like throw you 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but everything mm-hmm. just kind of kept going, yeah. and Eva's yeah. great to make the joke. And yeah, let it was good. You know, it was great. So mm-hmm. it's like, again, you have professional people who know how to just make adjustments. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what this is about: being professional and training yourself to make adjustments on the fly because. What happens in rehearsal is not what happens on stage. Always, 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 there's going to be something unexpected. So you might, again, you can't plan for everything, but you can plan to train yourself to keep your cool in those those circumstances and just dance through it. Yeah, because you can't just, <clears throat> if you fall down, you can't just lay there and yeah. cry. Yeah, or you can't just, like, run You can lay the there stage. and play it off and look yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've done that. You can <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you fall down, you don't have to get back. <laughs> oh, so I should have kept that in there. I should have kept that in my thing. Forward. <laughs> there you go. Okay, but mm-hmm, it's no. just, I appreciate this move because I yes. think it's, I like yeah, that. It's so a good I definitely one. never thought about it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Yeah, see, but this is just giving me anxiety now, y'all. I was about to say that, like, think about, I'm like, that's the least thing to worry about while I'm rehearsing. But it definitely has happened. Like, I remember mm-hmm. I performed and my bra, like, I got tied up. Yeah. I, like, thing, and I was like, all right, here's my tits. And there you go. <laughs> just let off the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bra came undone when I'm trying to, like, undo my thing. And I'm like, wait a minute, no, I don't want you to come yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I had to, like, do something else. Yeah. No, um, come sorry. here. <laughs> social media but not in a creepy way your resume is impressive thank you for being on the show good luck in your upcoming shows when will we get more information on the san diego show hmm. we all want inquiring minds want to know yeah, Lovely. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, we want to know about. what you are cooking up ma'am all right <laughs> all of your points on training were good for me to hear there are so many different things that we can focus on where i tend to just want to lose weight Hmm. After listening, I want to make a point of improving flexibility and strength. My body will change how it needs to as those improve. Thank you. I also think I'll try to remember to engage my core during sex. That sounds good. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Anyway... Other show points. Practice patience. Ugh, no one has time for that. Right? Mm. Pearl gets me. She knows. Nobody has time for that. (laughs) Practice patience. Moleskin, what a great idea. Thank you. Training question. How do I curb my sweet cravings? I'm nervous for an upcoming performance, and I'm calming that by eating sweets, Mm. which isn't calming in the end because it's affecting my body. Mm. I love you guys. Thanks for entertaining me while I... Work this overnight shift, Pearl DeMorta. Yay! We love you. Um, so maybe she can get like a piece of fruit yeah. instead of like that chocolate cake from Jack in the Box that I love. But just get a piece of fruit. So <laughs> you and this Jack in the Box <laughs> love affair, really? I mean, CPR. <laughs> Me and Doc have that same. I know, it's true. CP and Doc bonded over Jack. 
Yeah, I think a lot of times sugar cravings have a lot more to do with imbalances as far as nutrition stuff is concerned. So you're probably missing out on some vitamins and minerals that you need. Also, um, anxiety can cause us to crave sugar. So if you're nervous about a show, it's only natural that you are craving those things. Fruit is always a great substitute for like candy because you also have to remember that sugar is a short-term nutrient. You're gonna eat it, you're gonna burn it real fast, and then you're gonna crash. So also think about your meal planning throughout the day. I try and make sure that I eat something in the morning that's protein rich. And I try to avoid eating simple carbs in the morning. I do eat fruit, but my fruit portion is small. And then I will usually have like an omelet or something like that. And I try to avoid bread in the morning. Because what that does is it sets my glycemic index up for the day so that I'm not on a roller coaster from the very beginning. If you avoid sugar in the morning, you will avoid sugar cravings throughout mm. the rest of the day. Sweets are delicious, so we're gonna indulge. And unfortunately here in America, everything has a lot of sugar in it. And we're kind of taste blind to a lot of things. We don't taste the natural sweetness of things. So sometimes I tell people to take a break from eating sugar. Even if it's just for a few days to reacclimate your taste buds to tasting what sweet actually really tastes like and real sweet, not like high fructose corn syrup sweet. Mm -hmm. So that can also help too. If you kind of detox yourself from the sugar, mm -hmm. it won't be something that you're dependent on all the time. It's hard in the beginning, but sugar is something that I really try and keep in check because that glycemic index up and down roller coaster is, is annoying and it does play havoc on your body. So what's a natural sugar, like oranges? Citrus fruits I like because they have less sugar than say mangoes. But if you're really craving candy, a mango is a great substitute, right? Or pineapple. So your tropical mm. fruits have more sugar in them than your citrus, right? Okay. So citrus fruit is something that I would eat in the morning. And, and what you can do, like I did, is I would get like the pineapples and freeze them mm -hmm. and mash them up with bananas mm -hmm. and make kind of like a little and ice like a sorbet. cream thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorbet is also a great option over ice cream. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll put like my protein powder in there too. Yeah. So I'm getting you're getting a lot of healthy and stuff. I'm getting, so I'm feeling like I'm having ice cream so my yeah. brain is tricked <laughs> right. to me having something healthy. And a lot of times you're just trying to get rid of the craving when it's real bad in that moment. So it might not be necessarily mm -hmm. chocolate that you need. Then also recognizing what the craving is really about. If you're experiencing some type of anxiety, trying to do something to quell your anxiety and then the craving will probably go away. I like essential oils for stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Lavender oil on my pulse points usually helps or just taking a couple of minutes to do like a quick meditation where I just count my breaths, inhale, exhale for 10 breaths. Describing the room is another kind of way to get yourself out of it. Like if you're gonna have a, an anxiety attack, it's one of the tricks that I learned from my therapist. If you look around the room and you describe everything that you see in the room to yourself, it distracts you and it kind of takes away your anxiety. Also, I think if you are having some issues with nutrients, are not getting enough of certain different types of nutrients. There are different types of multivitamins you can take. I don't like recommending supplements unless I know more about how you eat. So we can chat about that and I can kind of tell you what kind of multivitamin might work for you. I don't like a whole lot of supplementation anyway. You get most of your nutrients from whole foods. But if you're not eating certain things or you don't like to eat certain things, you might be missing certain things right. that you might want to take a vitamin to help you supplement for. Right. Those things I think will help with the sugar cravings because we are all addicted to sugar in this country. It's really unfortunate, mm -hmm. but 
It's what happens. <clears throat> Will grapefruit help or like a plumero or how do you say Yeah, all that kind of stuff can help. Citrus is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Citrus is kind of a go-to for me when I, I'm having that craving. Yeah. But again, I do love my tropical fruits too. Now we want to highlight all of the folks who have liked us over the last week. So um, we would like to give a shout out to Lily Jackson. Hey. Hey. D'Angelo94. Jewel Delise 51, Kelly Sharp 47, Maisha Manier, Valerie Edwards, Dawson View, Denise Nicole, Rubber Soul, user mm-hmm. 709-750-552, mm-hmm. These are all of our new followers. So oh, thank, thank you. you. And on iTunes, I can't see when people subscribe to the podcast, but I do know that there was I can't see the names, but I do know that there was an uptick in our subscriptions on iTunes. So I just want to thank everyone who has followed us in the last week or two. Um, We really appreciate it. And welcome to our dinner table. Yay! Okay, so our adhesiast facts for today is Lawanda Page. Some people may know her as... Aunt Esther yes. on uh, Sanford and Son, if you were old enough to know, but you big dummy. Wanda Page began her show business career working in small nightclubs and was billed as the bronze goddess of fire. She had an act which included her eating fire and lighting cigarettes with her fingertips. Damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you want to, if you want to see that act, she reprised it on Sanford and Son in season five, episode fifteen, and it was called "The Greatest Show on Esther." When she left, you know, being a performer, she went into being a comedian, and she. Traveled with Red Fox, Richard Pryor, and she and Richard Pryor were friends and colleagues for many years and worked together in the nightlife entertainment circuit. Her sister also appeared with her on Sanford and Son because her sister was Red Fox's uh, girlfriend. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they go through a whole bunch of things. But, I, yeah, I want to see that. I'm going to go. Is and Sanford look. and Son on Hulu or Netflix or anything? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe, but I want to see that. They just put Living Single mm. out. I think it was on Netflix. I want to see her eating fire. And I don't even yeah. remember I wonder if it's that. on YouTube. It Ooh, may. You maybe. know what? It That's might be on YouTube. See? Always with the hookup. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Aunt Esther. Well, today's PhD in Slayology is motherfucking G's Louise. Yeah! I hope y'all know who she is. If you don't know, get to know her. She's everywhere. So G's Louise is an award-winning performer known as the Honey Badger of Burlesque. <laughs> Sorry, her entire tagline kills me every time. It's so cute. With a fierce combo of drama, hilarity, and killer kinetics, she's sling as an MC with impeccable comedic timing and improv skills as seen at Burlesque Hall of Fame in Viva Las Vegas. 
She's a creator of Jeezy's Juke Joint, a black burly cute review, which travels throughout the Midwest, being the only black burlesque festival in America. She also works as a dance instructor, teaching students locally and internationally throughout the year. Her classes and productions have been featured on Ebony.com, Windy City Live, and Netflix original series, Easy. And that is why she is today's PhD in Sailology. Yeah. And so her Instagram is G's Louise, and that's J-E-E-Z-L-O-U-E-E-Z. And she also has a website, uh, same name, gslouise.me, so you can learn more about her and uh, see her awesome videos and performance. Oh my gosh, her performances. Yes. My favorite one is Pretty Brown Eyes by Mint Condition. Yes. I think she did it was that, it was in Las Vegas, I thought that was Viva. Can't remember, she had a huge ass boa and mm-hmm. just killing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here for anyone who does a good old RB song. Black as fuck. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and she hella support. She's a great MC. She has MC'd a few times here in San Diego, I believe. And she's just a, a bomb person to hang out with. Like, she keeps it real and she just has great energy. She's fun and I just love her. When you see the word hustle, you see. Listen. Listen. Yeah. What is her cap? <laughs> Review is a big theme that so she has a, a black producer. Mm-hmm. Like it's traveling, yeah. So that's very commendable as well. So. Please come um, travel to San Diego. Yes, we love you. We'd love yeah. to see you here. I just think if I meet her in person, I'm just gonna like turn into stone. Like oh. <laughs> she just—I don't know. Like I just, her energy is just so—it's uh, life to me. Yes. Like, I just love watching her perform and that big ass boa. Is yes. than her. Yeah. big like, ass hair, big ass boa, big ass everything. I just want to squeeze her. So we're just sending you all of the love and positive vibes and just, we love you. Keep slaying. Yes. Support your community. Support Jeez Louise. Yes. Yes. Give Jeez your money. Exactly. Okay? Okay. Hey, black women. Okay. (laughs) Oh, you thought. There was this contest. That Eva, that Eva May uh, came up with for who to send a gift about what goes on, what do you think goes on at um, Sycamore Den? Oh, okay. So I found one of this disco ball in these chicken strips dancing. It was so cute. So Miss Trelisha, but she, hers was cute. You see this person down on the ground and they're twerking and all of a sudden you see the cat twerking. Well, my gift won a prize. There was so much shade mm. in Sycamore Den mm. from Trelisha <laughs> Devon. I don't know what you're talking about. That, you know. I when, even um, did the video with you and your stupid little shit. Oh, you just stuck your tongue out. <laughs> <laughs> we got it on video. You, I don't care. Yeah. So it was just so much. 
was so hurt. Mm. Well, stay so there. Hurt. Oh. <laughs> I was so hurt about all the shade. You know what? I'm just. I even tried to show her my picture. <laughs> she was trolling me so hard, y'all. Okay, I worked really hard on finding that cat twerk gift. From the moment I stepped into the door, she started telling me how her gift was better. Than oh, me. and I'm just tired of it. Like I'm tired. I want to see this cat twerk, and I missed this. It was so Everybody thinks CP is so innocent. Mm. Okay, it's not true, you guys. All right. Show me. Listen, I'm the loud one that cusses. That's fine. Okay, it's really obvious to me that I'm the one that's bad. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. No. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so for real, for real, oh, you okay. thought motherfuckers are disrespectful to dark skinned girls. Oh, yes. See, that's what I'm talking about. And I'm really. Delicious. Listen, I was not. You know what? <laughs> I hate you and these damn chicken strips. I'm done. I'm done. That's what I'm, it was, it was, it was because I'm a dark skin. Okay. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Her chicken strips were not cuter than my cat twerk. I'm sorry. It's, 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 it has nothing to do. All right. Let me just control my life. Chicken. Rage. Anyway, um, moving on. So we want to talk about, and I can't even believe I'm forming my mouth to talk about anything that has anything to do with love and hip hop because it's draining. But Amara La Negra, who is now starring on Love and Hip Hop. Is it Miami? Yeah. I don't even know what iteration of the show it is. Yeah. Anyway, um, she is a darker-skinned Afro-Latina woman, and she is a music artist that is breaking into the U.S. market. She is Dominican, and um, as we all know about the Dominican Republic that shares an island with fucking Haiti, hmm. uh, there are a lot of very dark-skinned people there. And if you know anything about the slave trade and history, then you would understand why mm-hmm. those folks are there. Yeah. There is a lot of colorism that is being thrown at her on the show um, by some little um, little boy. I don't even know his name. We ain't even gonna call it because who cares? Yeah, um, nobody name. knows you, sir. So irrelevant. Moving on. So I hate this show, and I hate everything it represents, and I hate mm. the, I really hate the interactions between women on the show. Mm. It's yes. like like we were talking about housewives interactions, mm-hmm. like just always like catty and fighting, and that's just not. I hate seeing that. Mm-hmm. That part is trash. But I do think that the discussion that they're having about colorism is really important, mm-hmm. and coming from the Latin market. There is a lot of colorism there. If you are darker skinned and Latina or Hispanic, then you don't see yourself represented in the media. And it's harder for you to break into the media. Amara Lenegra was on The Breakfast Club. And she's absolutely she gorgeous. She is so Skin beautiful. Is flawless mm-hmm. and Afro just perfect. <sighs> mm-hmm. And like people talking about, you know, doesn't she want to do something else with her hair? Like her, that's how the hair grows out of her head. What's something else <laughs> exactly. would she need to do? There's nothing wrong with that girl's hair. Like I always think of hair as an accessory. Like I change my hair, like I change my shoes, mm-hmm. but I love the natural texture of my hair and I wouldn't change that for anything. I do enjoy different looks of hair, mm-hmm. right? Not all of them look like my hair texture, but I do wear a lot of hair that looks like my natural hair texture. And if you want to switch it up, that's fine. But for that, to be presented to her as like a requirement and for her not to be so black about everything. Like she has a fucking choice. She was born into that skin. It's who she is. Right. But then it just really got on my nerves when Charlemagne 
formed his mouth to ask her whether or not it was all in her head as if he hasn't been working in the entertainment industry for like a gazillion years and doesn't see this with his own two fucking dark skin ass eyes and doesn't fucking know. Also, as we all saw fucking Jermaine Dupree was on the show the week before talking about the issues that dark skin ha- artists have in the in the industry and nobody asked him if it was all in his head. Mm. And if you think about it, dark skinned men in the industry don't really have that issue as much as dark skinned women. Yeah. Yeah, I think colorism exists for them too because mm-hmm. then even still you can mm-hmm. only have one or two of them. Yeah. Right? It's not like the market is flooded with dark skinned dudes. Like at one point it was like Wesley Snipes. And <laughs> that was it. He was the representation, right? Mm-hmm. I think that things are different for men in general. Mm-hmm. And of course, women are always, especially dark skinned girls, are going to get the shittiest end of the stick when mm-hmm. it comes to anything with media or any of that stuff. For him, I know that he has to have seen this. And the level of cognitive dissonance, the level of internalized white supremacist patriarchal fucking ideology that he has and continues to display, regardless of all of these fucking people that he's befriended and have called him out that have some sense. You know, he still continues to, like, do this shit. And to see him with this huge platform then continue to dismiss the experience of another black femme. Mm -hmm. He did it to Janet Mock, and now here you are again. Mm -hmm. Like... Stop the fucking madness with him. Like, I just, I can't. But she held her, she held it down. She did. She did. And she did a better job than me. Because um, he might have been injured. But this is why. So, <laughs> so do you think he does some of it for ratings? I mean, yeah. Hmm. Of course. Because it doesn't matter if people are mad and calling you and cussing you out. But they're calling you and they're listening, so... I mean, yeah, it's just really unfortunate that, again, it's, it's Kardashian economics. Like, mm. you get rewarded for being trash. Mm. <laughs> it's bullshit. Like, I'm tired. Mm. And then, once again, being disrespectful to brown skin girl, <sighs> fucking Monique. Fuck you, Netflix. Although I'm not going to stop watching Netflix. Like, right. Yeah. Listen, you... The cognitive dissonance of it all. Right. I'm not. I'm not. And I'm, I'm going to be real transparent and say I'm not going to boycott Netflix because I just... Listen, the world has taken so much from me. I need Netflix. Right. I can't... I haven't watched any football. I'm a... I'm mm. from Philly. The fucking Eagles are in the Super Bowl this year. Yes. I'm not watching it. I haven't watched a drop of football. Oh, wow. This season. I I'm like, I'm out. Like, I, had to, I had to ask. Who is... I didn't even know because I've dissociated myself from it. Then my sister texts me telling about the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Or as one of my friends calls them, the pigeons. But (laughs) my my brother-in-law is a Philly fan, but he calls them the pigeons too when they're not. He's like, no, they're not pigeons right now. I mean, (laughs) they're they're doing it. I'm so pissed. Anyway, (laughs) I'm not going to stop watching Netflix, but I do agree with Monique and all of the assertions that she made. And I really think that people are trash for telling this black woman that she doesn't deserve to be paid for her so for her talent and it is disheartening because she is bankable and she does have all of the accolades in the all of these fucking white supremacist markers that people like to hold people up to and say what makes you successful and what doesn't quote unquote make someone successful 
She has all of those yes. accolades. Yes. She's not someone. I mean, she who... won a fucking Oscar, didn't she? Yeah. Come on now. So she and she, she... had the series, the Parkers, for how long? Right. Um, and was with the queens of comedy. Um, she has a resume. Comedy Jam. She has a huge resume. A huge resume. And she's done stand up. She's oh, done film. She did it all. She's done television. She's, she's done, done radio, podcast, yeah. all of it. And she's clothing a, line. I mean, exactly. <laughs> what hasn't she done? Her own she done dance on stage. Yeah. <laughs> she done that. Like, yeah, she's hosted the, the BET several times. Yes. And did that Beyonce? Yes. So, you know, just because she pissed off some folks, Lee Daniels, <coughs> trash, um, and, you know, made the quote-unquote wrong people angry, now everybody wants to attack her and say that her claims aren't valid. And that's not the case. Give that woman her money. Stop acting like Amy Schumer is fucking more funny and more bankable than her because I'm, look at, um, look, pull the receipts. She has the same box office numbers, if not better than that child, yes. okay? And again, she's also been in the business a lot longer. Yes. You can't take away this woman's career just because you don't like her, because somebody told you not to like her, because that's basically what this is about. Mainstream decided that she was not someone that they wanted to work with because she was quote-unquote difficult. Here we are with the difficult shit. She got blackballed. And she got blackballed. Mm -hmm. And now you're a dumbass sheep that's decided to believe the machine Mm -hmm. instead of looking at the fucking evidence. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that Netflix lowballed her because Mm -hmm. they felt like they could and they're a fucking corporation Mm -hmm. and they're going to get what they can get. Even Wanda Sykes came out and said they did the same shit Mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. And Wanda Sykes is hysterical. So you can't say Wanda Sykes doesn't have her stand-up is fucking hysterical. So, but again, like here we are, where patriarchal fucking white supremacist capitalism all of it, is all ruining of it. like people's lives. I don't give a fuck if you don't like her. Leave her the fuck alone. Stay out of her fucking comments and stop talking shit about her. Yeah. She deserves her money just like anybody else. I, and and it, pay Dave Chappelle for that bullshit right. ass fucking specials he just had on. And I Trash. can't like some people, they're a little disconnected because like <clears throat> it's a celebrity. She already got a lot of money. But I just think about everyday women in the workplace who are not getting what they deserve. Right. She's a celebrity. Of course she's going to ask for millions because her peers are. She, she knows her worth. Right. So if any of us in this room, we working hard, busting our ass, and our white peers are getting twice as much as we do, you know, like, of course you're going to be upset. Right. So I just wish people put that together. Like, yeah, she's a celebrity. Of course she deserves more because if it was you, if it was your black mother, if it was, your, you know, yourself as right. a black woman, you will want the best as well. So I don't feel like she's asking for too much. She's not. I mean, 500 grand, I wish I could have that too. But right. knowing yeah. her resume and history, that's insulting. That's And knowing what they paid other people. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's not, okay, yes, that's a lot of money to you and I, mm-hmm. but that's not a lot of money to Netflix. Yeah. And knowing what right. they paid other people. It's like you can't you can't do that to her. That's not that's not right. So that really just it's kind of like you're just telling this black woman that she should take whatever right. somebody's offering her and she should just move And that on. mind blows me that it's Monique. That's to me that's like someone telling Oprah that. Like this is Oprah. Yeah. You know like I I, I respect Monique such as a black plus size woman right. like when she had her uh, pageant show like she was really the one out there representing for the big girls. Yeah. You know and so 
I I respect the work she has done. I mean, I agree with everything. Exactly. You know, and you don't have to. No. You don't have to no. like her right. either. Right. I understand. I just don't think she's funny. Okay, well that's your opinion. There's a lot of people I don't think is funny or right. talented. And, you know, <laughs> the coins are the coins, and she should get paid the yes. same coins as other yes. people that have the same type of yes. credentials as her yes. that are getting paid. Yeah. That's black ass bottom line. Right. I mean, we'll see how this pans out, but I believe with. I think she's going to get what she deserves. Like, it's unfortunate because I know a lot of people are going the Netflix route, but I, I have faith that she'll be okay. I think because she'll be Because it's fine. like, it's one of those things like you don't settle for this, it might be something better, you know? Yeah. And The Breakfast Club, they talked about that too, yeah. you know? And, you know, Netflix isn't the only way. It's no. just a popular way at the moment. There's Amazon. And that's what Angelie and some others said, like, why not create your own? Yeah. And, and that takes a lot of money, mm-hmm. but the payback you get from it is yeah. probably better than what Netflix would have gave her. Right. You know? So. And again, like, stop telling black women that they should just take whatever fucking crumbs somebody throws off the table at them. Because that's not how we're living in 2018. Oh, uh, And that's not how we ever deserve to live. Right. So, Cause, fuck cause, you, anybody who thinks that, honestly. Because we're not living like that. Absolutely People not. People just tell us, no, well, you just don't. No. We're just going to go and make our own way. No. Mm-hmm. You create your own lane. Mm-hmm. And Monique's... And I can... I get it. Like, she's done that 50, 11 times. And she's always stood up for herself, which yes. is why she's in the position that she's in. Yes. Because black women aren't allowed to, to say that they're valuable. Mm. Black women aren't allowed to say no. Or I'm not available to you. Or I'm not doing labor for you. I just wish folks just <clears throat> saw it on a, a smaller scale of if this was someone that you love in your family and they busted their ass to work hard and they learned that they're getting short on pay, you would be disappointed as well. So yeah. why can't you see the same for her? Why can't you see how like the sexism, the racism, all of that has been put against her, but on a celebrity scale. And yeah. this is happening to us every day out here. Yeah. So why can't you see the correlation between that? Yeah. Like, why can't you say she deserves it's just like you want someone yeah. else, you know, close to you. To but again, because we've been told that we're not allowed to do that. So even I saw a lot of people showing their ass. Showing their ass. She's not even funny. She's not even all that. She's not worth all that. You're saying that all of those things you're saying about her, you're saying about yourself. And yes. that makes me really And other sad. black women. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's how I internalized it reading the com- like I didn't really read the comments. I saw some of the topics get started. Right. I reclaiming my time. I'm not gonna invest yeah. my energy in negativity like that. Right. But people need to recognize that, yeah. and it's so ugly. It and, really is. And some of the people are who are saying that you're not even qualified to say how much you should get. <laughs> she should even be getting paid. You're not even in that industry. Yeah. You're sitting at home just looking at TV. So. How do you know how much someone should get paid right. for the, in this particular industry? But somebody said she job. was a bitch and she was difficult to work with. So because okay. somebody said that about her, like that male she, celebrities ain't assholes. Excuse me, like man. Amy Schumer is probably a oh. pill, right? Okay, I just really she's like wet toilet paper to me. But that's just me. Like I, everybody can be a bitch at times if you piss them off or they just not feeling well. And why is she okay. a bitch? Yeah. Like again, she has every right to be a bitch. She's a fucking black woman in the entertainment industry. <laughs> right. Okay, somebody's been trying to fuck her without lube for the entire time. Like it's like no. Right. Be more mindful of how you think about these things, and don't just take what somebody else says at face value. Also take the celebrity out of it and think about how this applies to black women globally. Yes. Because this isn't just about Monique and Netflix. This is about all of us. Yeah. I didn't even like really scream. 
I'm proud no, of myself. I'm proud of you. See? <laughs> That's why I broke it in like it, wait, I did. I'm practicing oh, That's why I broke it in. Like, see me fat. and we are going to discuss act development and how we get our shit together to get on stage. Oof. So this is kind of just like, <laughs> this is just a general discussion. This is the first in a series of shows that we're going to be doing about act development. So this is just kind of a 101. 101. We're going to also be discussing uh, character development, costume construction, makeup, music choice. All of those different things that go into putting an act on stage. Um, so, but like I said, this is kind of an introduction to that. And that's why we wanted to have Ginger here as our guest because everything she puts on the stage is a complete package. Yes. Every time you see her perform, she's completely absorbed in, in the character that she mm-hmm. is. Because in class, you're like this totally different loving, nurturing, wonderful (laughs) person who gets everybody to like find the burly girl inside of them, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. And that takes a certain type of of character. There's a nurturing that happens in your class that doesn't happen everywhere else. That's really important. But then you get on stage and you're like a fucking, a whole different universe, not even just a person. It's like a whole world that's happening up there. So it's kind of like, how do you, how do you get there? Yeah. How do you get from your everyday ginger to like stage ginger? Yeah. yeah. Um, gosh, I mean, something that I've brought up in even my classes before, just I typically start with music choice. Okay. I mean, sometimes there's a concept or a costume or something I want to use, but for me, more than anything, music is what gets me moving, what speaks to me, what inspires me. When I listen to songs, I will save a whole playlist of like future acts of things I want to do, mm-hmm. and I'll go reflect back, and sometimes none of them will speak to me, and sometimes it's that one that mm-hmm. makes so much sense. And especially this past year, where this year's been more tumultuous than pretty much any time in my life. I've gone through a lot of changes mm-hmm. in every aspect of my life, a lot of heartache and reflection and Mm. uh, personal growth so I found that especially this year my acts have grown in that same capacity where I'm picking songs that are sort of therapy for me Mm -hmm. they're Mm -hmm. a reflection of where I'm at at that point in time so yeah so sometimes you know I might have a song where I've picked it because it makes me feel really powerful and sexy and um, in control, or there's lower, sadder, more introspective moments mm-hmm. in all of that. I find that I'm most vulnerable when I'm on stage. Mm. So in that moment, I am sharing my whole self yes. with yes. everybody. Yes. Yeah, so you are. When, <laughs> totally. So, and it's so well, beautiful. Well, that's wonderful to hear, you know, because I'm up there enjoying myself, so I'm glad that it translates, but... There's no, there's no better feeling than going through an act and being able to put my whole heart and soul and my experiences out on the table through movement. I mean, that's the basis <laughs> for all of that. Yeah. So I guess, like, I guess I'm thinking about particular acts that I've seen that have kind of really stood out to me. The act with the chain. 
Yeah, my link react. Yeah. 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 Like that is like you're possessed. <laughs> like it's like you walk out onto the stage of that chain, I'm like, she's about to whoop all our ass. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> So yeah. what are you what are you thinking when you're yeah. doing that act? Or are you thinking or that act in particular is definitely a dominance play, you mm-hmm. know? Like there's something super empowering about carrying a super heavy chain link and dragging mm. it around and I've done shows where the crowd doesn't respect burlesque or understand it with mm. that act mm. and it's my favorite because no one can turn away when you slam a chain down on the stage <laughs> yeah. like, like oh yeah. shit right. yeah. 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 that's scary yeah. <laughs> I'm scared but I'm turned on but I'm also scared yeah. Yeah. Um, and so. she's smiling at us <laughs> while she's doing it like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I enjoy a lot of rock and roll through burlesque. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of different types of music, mm-hmm. but I like that rawness of it. Link Ray is just, he was such an amazing yes, artist. And I love that. Yeah, he was such a pioneer for yeah. his time, and well, just in general, mm-hmm. for rock and roll music. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do such a fierce song like Rumble, yes. where essentially you're simulating like a big fight yeah you know so <laughs> it's sort of like my come at me yeah act, you know yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um do you at, we were talking about this on the on the last podcast and i started thinking about performers that i really respect and and that i watch and that i want to emulate do you ever get lost on stage mm. where you're kind of like gone <laughs> like you're not really you're not paying attention or thinking about anything you're just one with the movement even like you're aware of the audience but it's not i don't know it's kind of an out-of-body experience do you ever feel that when you're performing yeah totally i find it happens more naturally when it's a live music performance because you don't it's less control Mm -hmm. and be the control freak I have to be less in my mind and more in my body and just sort of let things flow. And that is one of my favorite things. I love performing with live bands because of that. Letting things come naturally, what feels good instead of overanalyzing. But yeah, it's hard sometimes. You also don't want to get so caught up that you're completely just in your own mind and not connecting with your audience, you know? Because there's that fine line where you don't want to completely black out on stage and be like, oh... Did any did I connect with anybody just right. then, or was that right. all just for me? You right. know, yeah, so yeah. it's like that balance of the two. Yeah. You know, what inspired you to do your first act, and how is that different from what inspires you to do the acts that you're currently performing? Because you started like with like doing very classic mm-hmm. burlesque. Yeah. yeah, I started with Hell on Heels eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and my first act was a holiday show, like a Christmas show. And yeah, super cutesy cheesecake. It was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but after a while I started getting bored and I wanted mm. to do things that were more real mm-hmm. and raw and relevant and I'm not super cheesecake, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like it might have like You're badass. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have I guess a certain demeanor about myself, but when it comes down to it, like I give a shit about things yeah. and life isn't pretty simple or easy. Right. So I want my art to reflect that still. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I want it to be real. I don't want it to just be a facade of pretty. Right. You know? So okay. that's the constant growth where now I'm trying to push myself to do things that are 
less just fluff and more more meaning. Yeah. Not just beauty for beauty's sake. Yeah, and that has its place too, you yeah. know? No one is upset about looking at something beautiful, yeah. but I think it's important as an artist to push ourselves to different realms that aren't safe. So, Is there a, a way that you prepare yourself for the vulnerability that you express on stage? Because you're mm-hmm. letting us see all of you. Mm-hmm. It's really apparent to anybody who understands like how people portray characters. It's very apparent that you are all the way invested and sharing with us. So how do you prepare yourself for that level of vulnerability? Because it doesn't always feel safe to be that vulnerable. So how do you prepare yourself? And do you have aftercare for yourself once you're finished? For sure. I mean, baseline, obviously, studio time, taking time to freestyle Mm -hmm. and play around and not take things too seriously, videotape that, see what you're doing. is a really good way to sort of tap into that without overthinking things. Honestly, this year, because of how crazy it was, it put me in the most vulnerable state that I've ever been. Mm. But I've also found myself surrounded by the strongest, most badass women Mm -hmm. I've ever gotten to know. I've felt that that has helped cultivate a really amazing safe space where I feel willing to put that part of myself out there. But I think that was also just going through some trauma. You know, Mm. I think sometimes you realize that there are bigger... I don't know, bigger things than just getting caught up with worried about what people are going to think about mm. you when you're up there, yeah, you okay. know? And, you know, definitely, it's always after the fact. That's the thing. So, yeah. like, I'll be super vulnerable, and then when I reflect back, I'm always, I need validation. So, yeah. you know, it's like, was that okay? <laughs> like, yeah. was that too much? Like, you know, or was that not enough? But I think that the self-care is just surrounding yourself with your close friends and the people that love and support you. And those are the people that will come out to shows and or like talk to you after the show. Having, you know, for me, like a drink and, yeah. <laughs> and some weed, yeah. <laughs> maybe a bath or yeah. whatever, you know, the, right. the self-care after. And then, you know, always whenever you get the chance to have a video to actually just be able to look at it and yeah. not pick it apart, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> so do you freestyle and record yourself often? I try to. I don't do it as often as I'd like to. But yeah, it's one of my favorite things. I'll um, usually smoke some weed and then put some Get music on and just play around. It really takes me out of the headspace of having to choreograph yeah. an act to every inch of its life, which right. I used to do. And now and you come from a dance background. Mm-hmm. So that's also something that I think... Your program to be yeah super yeah. programmed to have to have everything like choreographed to a T. But um, do you still do that? Though? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah, now I find that I just create a general outline mm-hmm. of how I'd like things to go. If there's like a point in the music that I really want to like have a certain impact, then I'll maybe choreograph like a part of that and mm-hmm. work on that so it makes the most impact. But a lot of the stuff in between, I like to have come organically now. I need to learn know? that because yeah. you mentioned outline, y'all yeah. both y'all, that, all y'all, and yeah. I, that's what we've been trying to do Where it's the experiment yeah. that yeah. i'm working on that's the hardest whatever for happens, me, happens i get so stuck when it comes like i've cried doing choreography like you and i we struggle mm-hmm. together with yeah, that. so yeah. by myself it's even harder mm-hmm. and so hearing folks have been dancing for a long time and you also say an outline in my mind i'm like everything has to be choreographed because i don't want to go up there and not know what i'm doing because for me, freestyling isn't my strength yet, really? just so much. Well, it takes time, yeah. you know? It just takes time. Like, it took me years. Years. I wouldn't say even until, like, 
this year that I got comfortable doing that. I was always trying to control everything. And I think, you know, you you. probably had to because you have Sycamore Den every month. So you have to, you don't have time to, you know, choreograph complete numbers every month. Yeah, Totally. So I know that you've done festivals and things like that. How long does it take for you to create an act that you would present in a venue like that or even like your sycamore den acts i know that you said that you don't always choreograph everything Mm -hmm. so how long does it take for you typically because i know every act is different Mm -hmm. but if you could put an average on it how long does it take for you to create an act from start to finish to create an act honestly i'll usually do it within a week or two because if i'm inspired enough to create something it's really hard for me to stop Yeah. yeah and once i get going I will usually do like half of it in one sitting and then the other half in another. Okay. Especially with like Sycamore Dan where if I am trying to get something done within a month, the turnaround is quick. If I am going to do a new act, it's something that really speaks to me because otherwise, you know, it's not worth your time mm-hmm. to brand new costume and yeah. music if you're not Studio super stoked on it. Yeah. Yes. But for something for festivals, God, I could work on an act for years and still never be satisfied with right. it. When you're putting yourself out there on a platform in front of your peers from all over the world, it's really hard to ever feel satisfied with what you're presenting, you know? So So always evolving. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have, when you're creating an act, because I know when you helped me, I kind of had the idea of what I, I wanted, but when you're doing it, do you have your idea and then you get your costume or like which comes first yeah which or do you do you switch it up it switches quite honestly sometimes it's as simple as like what random bases do i have in my closet because <laughs> i can't afford a bunch of stuff right now so yeah let me make some shit out of this you know there's certain things like my roxy music never dream home a heartache act that I do at Sycamore Den with the black robe and the corset mm-hmm. and everything. That was something that I had a very clear vision for the moment I heard the song and knew that I wanted to dance to it. It just it came to me. And that costume I still want to add to and work on for a long time. It's a very base effort of mm-hmm. what I have envisioned. But, you know, these things are expensive. And mm-hmm. I, I have this gorgeous vintage 60s gown that I got from Holly Day a while back that was a Burlesque Legends costume with a beautiful hat with mar- uh, not marabou, um, ostrich feathers in it, oh purple. Oh my god. And like the dress matches with purple and the feathers at the bottom. And it's just gorgeous. But I still haven't done anything with it. I've had the damn dress for like a year. Yeah. But that's one of those things where it's like, I knew I had to have that costume. Mm-hmm. Right. You just You'll don't figure know out yeah, what you want to do. Exactly. Like it has to be perfect for that yeah. you know I'm not gonna just wear it for whatever right. you know I know I'll do something great mm, with that right. one day and this is for me yeah, yeah. totally yeah. but for right now it's hanging there and I admire how pretty it is from afar but right. it's not time you right. know mm-hmm. but yeah usually a lot of times movement will end up coming first and then I'll think about like what kind of removals I want to do I know the most challenging and fun exercise that you had, because Trulish and I were in your act development class, <laughs> was when you would write down all the different emotions <laughs> and then put on different music. We would have to do whatever to that emotion, or, or, or it's your ear, you have to Your body it. part, yes. yes. 
And that was challenging. And I mean, I never thought I was funny. You were hysterical. But that was challenging to get you out of that to know that, okay, well, just because this music is this mood doesn't mean that you have to perform in that mood. Okay. And I never would have thought of, I was like, no, I have to go with what the mood and right. what the song, what the word says. It was like burlesque charades. It was yeah, so it was good. so much fun. My favorite exercise was when you had us change dynamic mm-hmm. while we were moving. So we would go from something that was angular to something that was more curved. Mm -hmm. And then having to convey that to the music that she was playing. And none of us knew what song it was going to be. So it was like working on your musicality. And I think exercises like that aren't really good to practice even on your own. Because that helps you get to the point where you feel more comfortable freestyling. Because that's what helps you increase your... We were talking about having a vocabulary of movement Mm -hmm. that works for us. And I think finding that vocabulary comes through play like that. Forcing yourself to move in a way that you might not normally move or giving yourself an outline of different things that you want to do and then videotaping it, looking at it. What works? What can I add here to make this more organic? You know, because sometimes you do something that's totally fucking awkward, Mm -hmm. but then you look at it and they're like, that's cool. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you surprise yourself. Yep. And then you don't have time to think because you already have been given your instructions. Okay. Well, I have to move linear and then I have to, and then I have to move slow. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't really have time to think. You just have to like do it, which is good. The dynamics that build an interesting act, tempo changes, uh, level changes, changes in the quality of your movement. You can't just move the same way the whole damn time. Nobody wants to look at that. It doesn't matter how pretty your costume is or how talented you are as a dancer. What are you doing another act development class? But I think it would be great to have it happen again. Her and I still talk about that class all the time. We always talk about the elements because I still have my notes of Mm -hmm. like what you talk to us about on how to build acts. So yeah, that would be great. For sure. And I just feel like improv is such a good exercise with all of that. I mean, even when I was dancing in college for my degree improv was one of my favorite classes it really took me out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. being put on the spot to get out of your head and not overanalyze everything and create and we were forced to interact with each other and feed off each other mm-hmm. and what everyone was doing and that was really hard for me at first but it made me grow a lot I need that so yeah, yeah it's something that I feel like we don't do enough and burlesque just have improv days where we don't worry about how silly we're being or looking or whatever but it takes us out of our heads and into our bodies, and that's an important practice. I think sure. that's my issue, like, being in my body, and I used to not caring what other people think. Like, just go hard on stage, leave on stage, and just, I guess, think about other shit after, but just really be vulnerable and just, yeah. just put it out there. And that's been a challenge for me, like, just opening up more and not feel so monotonous, because I don't have the vocabulary, the dance vocabulary, like, I would like. You know, I don't really practice on freestyling because mm-hmm. I'm scared of it. I kind of feel like I'm repeating myself or I'm not doing things 
spectacular or eye-catching, you know? Well, I just feel basic as fuck, basically. Yeah. spectacular? I mean... Thank you, but I, I, we all want to grow I, and push ourselves. And so this yeah. is the things I think about mm-hmm. when I'm trying to create choreography because I'm just I black I blank the fuck out yeah, but then I look inspiring me to create another challenge <laughs> <laughs> freestyling oh coming, lord it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> but yeah like I don't know the name of the act but one of the uh, recent uh, numbers you did at Sycamore Den is one of your cage ones. Oh my god! Oh, she I don't know what's up. And you like when I see you on stage when you do one of your walk up because of your radical numbers. Mm-hmm. I just see a stripper, and that's and when I say that I don't say it in a I say it in a praising sense. Cause I love strippers. Yeah. So it's like I see you go out there. You just. Y'all on the bar doing the, yeah. everything, and I'm like, I want to do that, but I'm so scared because let's keep it 100. You don't see girls like me on stage so much, so I want, I strive for that, but I'm also fearful of like, oh my god, so much jiggle, you know? They're not used to seeing like just the insecurities are just that's their problem. Bo- yeah. I know, and, yeah. and and that's why like I I commend folks like y'all and you like. You you just do it and you don't really you can't think about what other people are thinking because it's a work in progress for me. But I I admire that in performers and so when I see you do that I'm like goals like like I just I just want to do that same thing with Brick House like she's yes. laying on the floor just twerking and no cares no fucks given. Did you see something. the latest video? Yes, she posted and that's what I'm talking about. In the background watching her, the one like, lady was like, oh. like the music she like the music you guys choose. I'm like I would never. And she just mm-mm, just twerking to it. I'm like, that's an eight count right there, just chilling on the floor. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> I think that that woman is so. I, I love her. She is so She's unapologetic my my head. about <laughs> her shit, she and I is. think that's what it is. Like, and that's why I just I get so much joy out of watching yeah. her. I think being unapologetic. Being vulnerable yeah. and being unabashed, mm. out of control, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I I feel you. I have fucking control issues, right. and I think when you allow yourself to fucking be out of control, yeah. that's when well, yeah, that's when what I need to do. Self love when you get to mm. be wild and be your true self. Yeah, and just yes, be wild. <laughs> Well, uh, maybe, okay, maybe I should start from this. What helped you get there? Because I know your mom dances too. Mm-hmm. So does did that help a lot? Yeah, well, I have amazing parents. My parents are super supportive. So they've always been there to, you know, help push me to love myself and believe in myself. Okay. But, I mean, honestly, just time and mm-hmm. self-reflection therapy, shit <laughs> like that helps, you know? Like, yeah. we gotta take care of ourselves. Like. Yeah. There's so much shit out there that pushes us as women to not succeed. Right. Where yes. <laughs> all we've got is ourselves and each other. Yeah. Like taking some time to talk to somebody, to self reflect, to just do what you love. Don't let anyone ever tell you that you can't or get in the way of your passions because if they don't support you, then they don't deserve to be in your life. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Tell them bye. <laughs> <laughs> I have a favorite ginger moment. We share this favorite ginger Is it when she took the stocking off? Yeah. When you took your stocking off on beat in the split on top of the bar. Oh, we were like... Me and Steve okay, so how was that? Was yeah, that part of the outline? That's what, that's what I want to know. Did you I knew exactly what she was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Did you choreograph? Did you 
gonna take my. This is how I'm gonna do my reveal. Right. Totally. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, that that part was definitely choreographed because I knew in that moment in that song that the stocking coming off at that right moment would have the most. Oh my god! So, <laughs> how do you even think of? Yeah, all right. How does it, how did it that come about? Like, does that take you like a lot of tries and like, get the timing of you know everything? Yeah, and like stockings are super fussy, oh, so yeah. it doesn't work out all the time. I was very lucky that it yeah. actually happened the way I needed it to. But if you could change anything about your burlesque journey, would you? Probably not, because I don't really like to live with any regrets of whatever path I took. It's helped build me for what I am now. Mm -hmm. I would say the only regret I maybe have is not like being able to focus on myself as a solo performer for a very long time, because I mm. spent so much time immersed in producing mm -hmm. when I was brand new to the scene. I think it hindered me really understanding the grand scheme of this industry because I was so busy trying to make things happen for everybody else. I didn't really get to do things for myself for a long time. So I would say maybe that's the only regret, but that's also on me. You know, I didn't take the space and the time to allow that. I tend to nurture, just want to take care of everyone else. But it just takes time and growth to know when to do things for yourself. Absolutely. So. Yeah. <sighs> oh my goodness. Thank you so much. I feel so blessed. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Let's roll into Booked and Busy. The first show that we have coming up is Sepia Jewel. February 7th, I will be at the Ultimate Reveal, uh, the Nudie Newbie Show in San Francisco at the Oasis Lounge. This is a culmination of the five rounds of the Nudie Newbie. The winner will be picked at this show. I have some surprises. <laughs> Listen. I'm gonna surprise myself too, oh, right? Okay. <laughs> the stuff. I'm so excited and nervous at the same time. I'm so for this. proud of you. Yeah, listen. Oh, I you. really am. This is awesome. Like you're killing it. I you know. I can't wait. I'm excited. Like this is the third yeah. time, right? This is the third time I've been up there. Yeah, that's this amazing. This one is for the whole shebang. Right. I, I'm. I want to go to BurleyCon and I don't have money. So You're going. I need this BurleyCon scholarship. You're going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting it, yes. I see. Speaking to existence. Speaking You're going. Yeah. You're going. <laughs> and the next show we have is on February 9th. I will be performing in the Glitter Tribe Student Showcase. A number that Ginger Whoa. Whiskey choreographed. Yay! excited about that. That will be at Queen Bee's Art and Cultural Center here in San Diego. Uh, so tickets are available and the event link is up on our website. Um, and then the next show we have is, oh, I will be in LA. It's the Boudoir Burlesque and the Bronze Beauties of Burlesque show at Karma Lounge uh, in Los Angeles. There's no cover for that show. So uh, if you're in town or if you'd like to make the trip up from San Diego to hang out in LA for the night, please do. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, that's February 15th. It's like surreal that I'm getting yeah. to go perform there yeah. again. I'm excited. Yes. Um, and then the last show we have. Um, that 
Twirlisha Devine will be performing in <laughs> is the Sextraterrestrials with Bless Your Heart Burlesque, which is on Saturday, February 17th. And we have special guests from Los Angeles, Jezebel Thunder, Ronnie Daz Rick Reckless, and Taz DeVille. Tickets can be found um, at sextra.brownpapertickets.com. Uh, VIP is still available. Come out and see us. It's going to be a hot-ass show. And Sepia Jewel will be in it as well, of course. All I have to say is that Sepia is going to tut, y'all. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. That's the come. Okay? She is tutting. This show is going to be the blackest show San <laughs> Diego has had. Come out, come out. With all the other performers all everyone in oh bless your heart they are bringing it with yes. your act this is a show that you really do not want to miss so go online and get your tickets come come yeah come i have black lights and leds yeah i heard yes. down to the end of our show and we are going to do our pasties mm. and cake where we give our final reflections for the week my pasties and cake goes out to the journey we are all on our own personal burlesque journey and i just want everybody to love themselves through try to Turn your fear into love for yourself and into love for your journey. When we watch the folks that we watch that we love. The fearlessness is the thing that draws us. The vulnerability is the thing that draws us. The not being in control is the thing that draws mm. us. And that only comes if you're able to fully accept and love yourself mm. in the moment. So to be that self-possessed, is it comes from self-love. That's my case, Susan Kate. Love yourself, lose control. That's beautiful. <laughs> that Quotable. <laughs> um, my pasties and cake is my friend Steve Love because my friend Steve Love is moving to Virginia Aww. and I'm going to be sad. Like she just said, you know, it's, it's his journey. I'm happy for him on his journey. I do have reason to go to Virginia because my daughter's there, but I wish him luck and everything on his journey, but I'm going to be sad. I'm coming to your house in Virginia City. You're not getting rid of me. <laughs> We're going to have a party, but he won't care. <laughs> my Pacey's and Cake is, I guess, myself. <laughs> and it's actually not bad to say because in this conversation, you know, I shared how it's hard for me to be vulnerable and share and mm -hmm. not worry about what other folks are thinking. And so as we like to reiterate right here, being gentle with ourselves, mm -hmm. but yet at the same time, being fierce and just put on a stage and serve and unapologetic and just be unabashed and unafraid. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Self-lovery. Yes, absolutely. And do you have a pasties and cake, Madam? It can be whatever you want. Yeah. Pasties and cake is all you ladies. <laughs> Feeding me, giving me alcohol. <laughs> Sorry, I have no bud to give you. <laughs> I usually oh, do. Wait, because that can be arranged. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, we're going to get high. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hostess with the most Yes. <laughs> so, 
thank you guys all for joining us. Please be sure to tune in next week. Next week's episode will be about character development. And the episode is going to be entitled, Who Are You? Mm. <laughs> so, Who so Alice in Wonderland is one of my favorites. So uh, please tune in for that. And if you have any questions or comments, or anything like that that you want to contribute to the conversation about that, please be sure to write to us at showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com. We love you all. Thank you for sitting in for Glitter and Dinner with us. Thank you so much to Ginger and Whiskey yes. for joining us as a special guest. Yes. Yes. Oh, this is amazing. Thank yes. you. We love you so much. And we will see you all next week. Stay sparkly, my friends. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you all for joining us this evening. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Showgirl Sunday Dinner and on Twitter at SG Sunday Dinner. Use the hashtags hashtag Showgirl Sunday Dinner or hashtag SGSD so we can follow all the social media conversations happening in between meals. Visit our website www.showgirlsundaydinner.com for more information on the showgirls, our upcoming performances, and booking inquiries, you can also always email us at showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com with questions, tips, advice requests, recipes, suggestions, advertising, or booking inquiries, etc. Last but not least, we cannot live on glitter and rhinestones alone. We need your help to keep serving all of this hot, girly goodness every week. You can visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash showgirlsundaydinner if you want to donate monthly, plus get access to some of our spicier content. We also accept PayPal donations at www.paypal.me slash showgirlsundaydinner. Showgirl Sunday Dinner will drop every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and will be available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Please share us with all your friends on social media. We hope that you are full and satisfied. Stay sparkly, and we look forward to glittering dinner with you all next week. 